Welcome to the Group Fitness Instructor Business Podcast by Ricky Long and Lindsay Morrison. This podcast comes off the back of feedback we have had on our own personal and main podcasts, the Ricky Long Podcast and the Lindsay Morrison Podcast. We get constant questions and comments around being a group fitness professional. Our main podcast will still continue to run alongside this one, um, but we want to make it very clear to you that this podcast is not endorsed by any other brand or company and all our views are our very own. This podcast will be short and sharp and will not be edited in the production phase. The goal of this podcast will always be to help the group fitness professional, regardless of programs and demographic. You can email all feedback and questions to rickfitni at gmail.com, subject GFI business podcast. Hello. Another episode. <laughs> of the group fitness instructor business podcast. Uh, this is literally push play and go, or rather push record and go, with a list of bullet points in front of us in what we're going to talk about. We've had very, very little discussion about exactly what each other are going to say, so please forgive us if we jump on top of each other, and not physically, but verbally, <laughs> and you know, kind of repeat the same things, or yeah, just jump in on each other's sentences. So what's this episode about? This episode is all about connection. Right, let's put you on the spot straight away, and then you can ask me the same question, so if I have a chance to prepare. What, <laughs> what is connection? What is the connection we're talking about, and why is it important? So the connection we're talking about is the it's the glue that holds together your group fitness classes, your experience with your members, your relationship with your members, and helps you to grow your class numbers as well. Um, connection is important because of all those reasons that I just said. <laughs> the glue that holds the class It is. Together. It's, it's the adhesive glue. I, I steal a sentence straight out of the Philip Mills video when he says people start coming to gyms and fitness classes for physical reasons like weight loss and tone up but they keep coming for social reasons yeah and you know a big part of that's connection and i describe it as it's a connection with the music the moves and the atmosphere you know the people in that and it's what we do or rather you do as the instructor that brings that together there's a certain amount of natural chemistry and there's some chemistry which we need to manufacture yep uh, and i think as well it's important that uh, connection people remember how you made them feel rather than you know yeah people always remember how you make them feel rather yeah. than what you said and that's through how you've connected with them what you've said the feelings that you've <clears throat> created for the Les Mills instructors listening to this, you'll remember a point in initial module training where the trainer will get a big triangle out and talk about the pyramid of connection. And basically what we've done is we've bootlegged a lot of our favourites that are suggested at that point. It's my favourite part of the module because I do no work. I just call out to them what helps you connect as an instructor and then we just talk about their ideas. And we've basically taken our favourites. It's a fully comprehensive list but you can challenge us on these and you can add to it. Um, so I'll, I'll lead us off. The, f the first one is really obvious. A good way for you to create connection is to get eye contact. 
just get eye contact with people in the room. Uh, the easiest time to do that is probably when you walk through the doors for the first time. I think what we are very, very good at doing as fitness instructors and fitness professionals is identifying you know, what people are doing wrong technically and looking for faults. So we're very used to looking at people's bodies. Sometimes it takes a conscious effort to actually gain eye contact with people. So rule number one is get eye contact. Number two, uh, names. Your name is one of the most important things that you have. So, um, <laughs> so knowing your members' names, uh, it shows that you care about them. Um, it shows that you've listened to them, uh, and it shows that you're making that effort to connect with them by using their name to engage or start a conversation, or even just to celebrate something great that they're doing within the workout. You any tips for learning people's names? I'm notoriously bad for remembering I think names. a lot of us are. Um, I think we, we've all maybe got those members in our classes where it's got to that point where it's too late <laughs> to, <laughs> to ask them what their name is again because it's just awkward because they've been coming to class for two years and you still can't remember their name. Um, so something that you could do if, if you're if you're when you get back into teaching a live class or even if, if when you're doing your Zoom workouts is look at who's on your registration list um, and just start to identify who is who. I'm not saying do a roll call at the start, but certainly on Zoom, you can see on people's little boxes on your screen uh, what their name is. So that's definitely a tip there. Um, Fabricate a registration list if you have to. So little Lindsay said about a roll call, just, you know, you don't need to explain why you're doing a roll call. If you want to suddenly do one, one random Thursday night for your class, just do one. You'll never have to explain the reason why. Mm -hmm. um, what else for names? Oh, uh, maybe think about something that triggers what that person's name is. So if maybe Jen, who use Jen as an example. Jen. Jen at the front Jen. always wears pink. Pink Jen. Pink Jen, yeah. yeah. Whatever works for you. But yeah. using names, really, really high, highly powerful. Thing. Uh, the next one is the difference between looking and seeing. So again, what we're very good at doing, I'll just literally going to repeat word for word what I said, is we're good at identifying people's exercises. So we're good at see, looking and seeing what they're doing wrong or what they need to improve on. But it's, if you have a plan of attack when it comes to coaching and you're looking out, but you're not actually seeing what they need, and you're just looking at what your next thing that you need to say instead of seeing what they need. So there's a big difference between looking and seeing. And there's a, there's a quote by Howard Pearson, an old mentor of mine, is you can only coach what you see and you can only see what you know. So if you can enhance your knowledge, let's just use <clears throat> a squat. You might see someone's knees are caving in a, in a squat and you might say knees out. But if that person can't physically push their knees out, you need to have the knowledge to get them to push their knees out without saying push their knees out. So there's a number of different ways you can do that. So it's looking versus seeing, basically responding to what's happening in front of you. Mm. And just to pick up on a point that you made there, it's, it's, there are so many distractions when we teach. You know, you're outside the studio when you're back again teaching live classes or maybe you're setting up in your house to do your online class but you know suddenly the doorbell goes or you're standing outside the studio with someone chats to you about something 
not relating to, to your class or you get inside the studio, you're trying to set up the music system, you find the head mic's not working and you, you know all your members are coming in so of, of course connection can be lost so it's uh, yeah just being aware of that that although there are times where we might get distracted as, as, as Ricky said there's a difference between looking and seeing so just are you really seeing who's in the room have you ever had a class I've had this before where uh, I've been so distracted you know all this other noise is going on and I'm on automatic pilot mode that I didn't realize that somebody was in my class mm. got to the end of the workout and was like oh, Jesus didn't even know they were there that's terrible like that's real bad yeah. that's real so bad you're, you're looking but you're not actually seeing yeah, yeah it's a good analogy mm -hmm. you're on the next one whatever one you want to pick Ooh, hold the door for goodbye i like this one so um mike trot actually does this uh, and then i adopted it after he he um told me he did it but Try not to be that instructor that as soon as you finish the cool down, you go, all right, guys, see you next week, bye. Straight <laughs> over to the sound system, tidy right. your stuff up, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so what I do now is that I'll stand at the door and, and actually say goodbye to everybody. See you next week, great job today. You know, see you tomorrow for pump, whatever. Just take that um, <clears throat> few, like it's literally a minute or two to say goodbye and connect and just celebrate well done. Um and when I started doing it, like my members were actually a bit taken aback at first, and I thought, oh God, <laughs> I've literally been that person that's been like, right guys, any questions? See you next week. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> um, but uh, maybe, in, not in my defence, that's not what I'm trying to say, is that there are some of us who are natural at connecting and some that are not. And connection is definitely something that I've had to work super hard on or super hard at to. I guess make myself feel confident because I think with me it's about confidence you know a lot of the time if you if you film yourself teaching and you're looking at the ground a lot it's probably a confidence thing going on you're worried about the reaction you might get from your members that's that's what it was for me anyway it might resonate with some of you you know I love the idea of, of the concept, the process of holding the door open for someone and it works on the way in as well, yeah. obviously you can do it. Um, yeah. I, I must admit I don't do that, I don't do the door holding, I've, I've done it a few times. What I go to is our next point which is set up and tidy up. I will pick at least one person, every single class, regulars, new people, anyone. Um, the only rule I have is if it, it's not the same person every week, it's always a different person. What do you get them to do? I will help them set up oh, right, right, right. and I will help them tidy up mm. at the end. Obviously easier in an equipment-based class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're doing something... <laughs> you're putting you're people's jackets on. Else, you know, it's a little bit more invasive. Um, you have to be more inventive, but you can definitely you know, provide them with a mat. Or, yeah. You know, yeah, I do that as well. Like When everyone's putting their mats um, away, I'll stand at the mat stand and I'll take them off people and I'll put it back for them. Well, let me get that, let me get that. Yeah. And you know, then I'll just mm -hmm. encourage a conversation, you know, non-fitness. How are you? You know, how was work today? What were you up to today? Whatever it might be, it just depends on the relationship with... Uh, that That's person. a great point, actually, is is getting to know your members, getting to know, you know, 
are they married? Do they have kids? You know, your members, as you know, will tell you, I'm not, I'm not here next week because I'm on holiday. So, so the when. First you ask them, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, if, if they've been on holiday and then it's two weeks' time and they come back, you just ask them, hey, how was your holiday? You look great, nice and tired, blah, blah, blah. You know, it makes it makes them feel good and, and it really enhances the connection and the relationship that you can create with your members for that social aspect that Ricky talked about. That's why people join the gym, really, or, or get involved in group fitness. group fitness. It's not by yourself fitness, it's group fitness. <laughs> Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll let you like I'll let you do social media because that's your bag. Quadrants and one person. Right, this is taken from the connection pyramids that we have in Les Mills initial module training. So if you're someone that finds connection challenging, or maybe you're new to teaching and suddenly you're in front of twenty five people, um, and it's your first class. You can split the room into quadrants. So by that I mean you might want to coach or connect with someone in the back corner of the room for maybe the first block of work or maybe the first track. And then the second track or halfway through the track you then take your attention to the front corner of the room and so on and so forth and you just keep working around the quadrants and that way by the end of the workout you will have given eye contact and some kind of connection with every single person in the room or what you could do is if there's someone in your workout that you know really well is to coach to that person so you know it's always a bit of a a gamble whether or not you're going to get a smile or or something mm. back or someone you know um but well, if you I can teach this of someone that you know then it fills you with confidence uh, and when you get that kind of reaction that you want it allows I talk you about the four quadrants you know you don't have a you don't ever have a class of 20 people you have four classes of five people and you just start between the quadrants when you're doing your generic coaching or your one-to-one -one coaching. Um, whether that is something like grit or sprint where you can actually leave the front. Yeah. Or whether it's something where you need to stay at the front. You just direct your eye contact that direction. Uh, and see that one person coaching to one person. If you ever get nervous before you teach, just coach to one person. I do this all the time. Do you get nervous? We've never <laughs> thought you got nervous. It, it's a good one. It's because I always teach to one person. And it, uh, <laughs> it, it really, really centers yourself. Um, so it's an excellent... Excellent one to do. So the social media one, which you're going to let me take, is this is another way for you to have connection with your members, and that's simply have a presence on social media and talk to your members on social media. Maybe not directly, you know, you don't name Jen on your social media, but if you're teaching a body pump class, you could post on your social media the five top tips for my body pump class. And then you could direct people to your social media. So you're giving them a reason to come to your social media. Whether that's, you know, most people are going to be engaged on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and if you are trying to collect people, um, you can advise them in the, a Facebook group, you know, email lists. I think social media is somewhere, especially with COVID and lockdown, where you can have a lot of meaningful relationships with people through just talking to them on social media. Okay, next one we've got is say, do, and look. So all you wanna do with this is say your cue, 
do whatever you're doing the move if it's a squat and then you want to look out and see whether or not that you if your members are responding to what you've said the classic one here to give people context in this one is when you need your members to take a option for example let's just call it a push-up and you need your members to be on their knees or on their toes and you're doing the opposite thing they're much more likely to do the thing that you want them to do if you do it yourself so you look you see what they need and you do it yourself you can do it in any order it doesn't have to be the order look see do do look see see do look it can be any order you want the, the point is at some point you're doing what you want them you see what they need you do what they need and then they're more likely to follow you am i up next uh, so after uh, say do look, you've kind of you've got look see respond, which is more or less the same thing. We've, we spoke about the difference between look and see, but it's that respond again where we're very very good at identifying what people need from a physical point of view, but what do they need from an emotional point of view? What do they need in that moment in the class? Do they need the class livened up? Do they need the class more intense from a coaching point of view? Do they need the music louder? Do they need more room? Do they actually need rest? Well, you know, a non-scheduled rest in the class, heaven forbid. Um, stuff like that is really being res uh, responding to what the class need. So we've got that one, or and I'll take that one. Yeah, all right, so CRC, connect, recommend, commend. It's a little bit like say, do, look, I guess. So the CRC, connect, we've talked about how important it is to say or know your members' names, so say their name. And then you wanna recommend a change, so it might be, hey, Jen, lift your chest up in your squat. Or Jen. Or Jen. And then commend, so give praise, yeah. yeah. I, I keep saying this, we're very good at recognising what people need. So we're very good at connecting with people and the recommendation, CR. We're very, very good at that. What we, and I hold, you know, I'm in the same, because we're so bogged down and trying to help everyone or moving on to the next stage of our coaching, that commendation, that little bit of praise, mm -hmm. we can sometimes be slow in giving. Um, so you want to give the praise. So if Jen has lifted her chest or gone onto your toes for a push-up, whatever it might be, you want to say, you know, well done, Jen, you know, wink, smile, clap your hands, whatever it might be, whatever the style of the class is. Um, and you know, how well you know Jen. Don't wink at her, you know, like if you don't really know her that well. <laughs> that'd be weird. And so there's a time in Les Mills Land where CRC was layer two. Like layer two didn't exist. It was follow-up. Yeah, <laughs> which, follow up cues. Which was CRC, that's all you had to do, look up and see what's going on. Um, I make a big deal out of it in my modules in both the coaching section and the connection section. Because if you do if you do a CRC, basically everything we've just spoken about, you've connected with someone, you've coached someone, mm -hmm. you're probably doing good technique yourself, and if you have enough time to connect with people, you're obviously doing the choreography correctly. Because mm -hmm. you have that time and space. Hero. Right, this one, approach with caution. This is new to me, I don't know what this is. There's a couple of different ways you can do this. You can nominate a class hero, you do this. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the classic example is when you're doing like grit strength and you're able to you know, break away from the front and you have your hero in the class and you're like, look how Jen, look how Jen's doing her push-ups. Can you see how high Jen's jumping? Yeah, so that's when you nominate your hero. Um, and that will obviously elevate Jen's feeling of success 
and provided they are doing the move correctly because you've nominated them as a hero, it should inspire the other people in your class. Yeah. And the second way you can do this, this works really well, you know when you're stressed at the start of a class and somebody new walks in and you don't really have the time that you would like to spend with that person, which where you can you know, go, go over to Jen and say, oh, hi Jen, are you new to class today? And Jen will say, yes, yes, you know, what do you need? I said, listen, my name's Ricky, I'm gonna take you through the, the class today. Um, this is Ben. So Ben's gonna be doing body pump beside you. Um, ben is really, really experienced body pumper and he's gonna look after you. Ben, can you look after Jen in between tracks, help her with the transitions? And Ben will be like, yeah, and Jen will be like, yeah, Jen and Ben are now friends. <laughs> and this has done a couple of things. So it's, it's Jen's first time into your workout. Jen has now met a friend. She's, she's done two things actually. She's met a friend and she's met the instructor. You've made that connection. It's for me as the coach, it's freed me up. I now have just a little bit more time to do what I consider the priorities at the time. And the third thing I've done, which is really, really powerful, my hero, Ben in this case, Ben's like, oh, Ricky, Ricky picked me. <laughs> Ricky did not pick anybody else. From now on, I will be known as the assistant instructor. See next week when Ricky's not here, I'm in charge. <laughs> ben is absolutely made up. So he has that position of you know responsibility and he can look after this person. He basically becomes a mentor for that hour. Um, now approach that one with caution. You know, your word is final. So if you see Ben acting a bit of a dick and putting you know, 30, 40 kilograms on a bar for somebody's first time, you gotta step in. And FYI, do not hero nominate like that in a bike-based class. You want to take full control of the bike setup. Um, but nominating a hero throughout a workout can be a really, really powerful thing to do um, and free up a lot of time for you. Yeah, just something that you mentioned there about if you're nervous, something that I always have to do, like, uh, you, not so much in my regular classes, but if I'm going somewhere new to teach or, if I'm, you know, in an environment that's new to me, then I have to get there early. I do. Yeah. I have to get there early and I have to feel settled. I have to know my way about. I have to, you know, see what the studio is like. I, if I'm outside the studio, I, I, this sounds really, really weird, but I force myself to speak hmm. to people that I don't know because then it makes me feel a bit more in control. Hmm. That reminds me of something I learned from Ansi Yua, is when the class is just about to start and you've got your music playing, put the head mic on, talk at normal volume through the head mic, and just walk around the room talking to people. Just say hello. Just say hello, and what that does, it helps certain your moves. You can even take your mic off, but the point is you're walking around the room yeah. with the music playing. Yeah. You know, you, you're yeah. in control, getting the connection, getting the feel of the room. Yeah, I have to do that as well, definitely. Again, that with a few other points which you've said today. Listen, everything we've just spoke about today, it'd be difficult to do all of these in one class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Pick two or three um, yeah. and just play about with it, like experiment with it, what works for you, maybe what what you find doesn't particularly work. Um, you just got to use what you're comfortable with. You'll have your favourites. You know, Lindsay's already said about holding the door open for people. Um, whereas you know, when they come in and when they leave, whereas I wouldn't do that. But what I would always do is set people up and tidy, tidy up. Um, you know, if, if what we spoke about heroes are doesn't sound like something you want to do, by all means try it. 
but you, you don't have to do it. Um, what we've also written down here is the pre and post screen. So, so that's that's your introduction to the class. Saying, hi, my name's Ricky. I'm gonna look after you for body pump today. If anybody's new, take the options that, you know, a show, and you can stop at any point. So just letting people know a little bit about the workout. Uh, good practice to do that every single workout, even when you know there's nobody new and you've got a class full of regulars, at least give some sort of introduction to the day. Always remember, um, when I did initial module training, is that you should always teach your class like there's someone new in it. Always. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really argue with that. Mm -hmm. The, the, the benefits of, of doing that, even though you know there's nobody new, is they will just hold you in high value. And if they're speaking to someone, if they're speaking to, you know, um, Ken down the pub. So if Jen and Ben are down the pub and Ken's there and Ken's like, oh, I'd love to come and do that body pump class. But, you know, I'm new, I wouldn't know what to do. Jen and Ben be like, listen, see Lindsay, see at the start of every class, she will tell you what you need. You know, she, she loves having new people in. She'll spend all this time with you. And now Ken's like, I'm going to come to body pump with Ben and Jen. Now you've got Ken, Ben and Jen in the front row, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, is fun for so many reasons, but the main thing is <laughs> you've got a new person in and he's called Ken and he's with his friends, Ben and Jen. <laughs> All right, that's the Connection Podcast done. Uh, my name's Ben, this is Jen, and uh, we've loved this, doing this podcast has been a lot of fun for us, very off book. Uh, what's your connection tools? What have we missed? let us know you can send us emails dms you can just stick it right out there on instagram stories what do you do that helps you connect with your members either during a class before a class after a class i've got one go it's taken straight out of again initial module training but specifically for grit uh, create a club within a club okay explain so create a club within a club so your members that come to your class are part of a fitness club, right? Or part of a community hub, whatever it is. What you wanna do is create a club within a club. So there could be 10 different classes on the timetable, but everyone that comes to your class feels part of your club, without it being cliquey, obviously. But the benefits of that is that relationship building that you get, the loyalty you get to you as an instructor, to the brand, to the class, to to you, um, and the friendships that you make, I think. Correct. Can't I, 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 like, I've, a lot of my social circle are people that I've met through classes in the gym. Hiya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Myself included. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Right, the Group Fitness Instructor Business Podcast episode, I don't know, seven or eight, doesn't matter, because uh, this one's all about connection. Hope you yeah. enjoyed it. Let us know what else you want us to talk about. Um, my name's Ricky Long, your name's? Jen. And uh, you can see our social media handles, <laughs> our email platforms, and our, our personal podcasts in the show notes. Thank you, good night, and keep being a Group Fitness Instructor.